Seder Snippet Series is generously sponsored by the Saka family and as well sponsored by Ayelet and Avram Foreman. We are beginning, we've begun the 10th bracha of the Amida, the bracha of Tkabe Shofar Gadol, Kibbutz Galios, our bracha, our hope, our longing to be united, reunited, the Jews across the four corners of the globe to the land of Israel, to Eretz Israel, and to Yerushalayim. We mentioned last night the historical precedent the Shibbole Aleka quotes in his Indian Tefillah Seminyan Ches, the historical precedent for this bracha is exactly what we're reading in the parsha, in the Torah reading today. How Yaakov saw this division sowed among his sons, and he feared this was the end of his life work, of his life dream. And when they were reunited in Mitzrayim, they came together, they were gathered in. The Malachim recited this bracha, Mekabetz Nidche Amo Yisrael, Hashem is incredible. Hashem has the ability to reunite and to restore, to bring a reunion yet again. We mentioned the Arachayim HaKadosh, the strategy of the brothers was to present Yaakov, to tell Yaakov that Yosef was killed, specifically by assembling the whole rest of the family, with the hope that Yaakov, of course, would be pained, but he would feel, look, at least I have the rest of my children and grandchildren. And it failed miserably. When one is missing one of their children, they're inconsolable. It's an entire world that is lost. Yaakov was inconsolable. And we are to feel like Yaakov. But until we are united, until there is a reunion, until the Jewish people are whole and whole in our homeland, that we too are inconsolable. And I suggested last night that maybe a kavana we can have right now of this bracha during this difficult time, as long as the hostages are not home, as long as Jewish people are fighting on the front lines away from their family, kibbutz galios can mean from the four corners of the globe, as we'll get into in the bracha, kibbutz galios could also mean to be united and reunited even within the land of Israel, to be brought back that longing, that hope, that dream like Yaakov was inconsolable until they were together, that we too should be inconsolable until we are together. Why does this bracha appear where it appears? Until now in the Amidah, the first nine brachos, or certainly of the uh, first six of Bakasha, we've asked Hashem for our personal needs we asked for health and sustenance and wisdom and forgiveness. We asked for all these personal needs, all these personal wants and wishes. And now with this bracha, we transition from the focus of individual needs to looking as a people, to looking as a nation. Collectively, what do we need? We transition our focus from ourselves as individuals to our national needs. Specifically, our first national need is to be a nation. It's to not be splintered and fragmented and divided but to be united, reunited, and to be whole. And this is different. There's a bracha that came earlier. We spent significant time on it, as we do all the brachos, which sounds similar. Here at Kaaba Shofar, we're asking for redemption, essentially, to be gathered together. What other bracha did we have that seemed like redemption? Reina v'anyeinu. We asked Hashem to see our challenges. It was the bracha of Geula. So what's the difference between that bracha and this one? Rashi, Megillah, Yudzayin, Amad Bez, Rashi tells us, Commenting on that earlier bracha, Reina Vanyenu, Rashi writes, Ve'afagav da haigula lav gula de golosi, Elashi yigalenu min saros habos aleinu tamid, Da birchas kibutsu binyan yushalayim, with Semach David, Yesh lechol achas vachas, bracha laatzma levad mi gula zu. Afiloachi came in the shem gula la, kabo bishvias. So that earlier, Evanyenu was the seventh bracha, it is a form of redemption. That was the bracha for personal redemption. If we see ourselves in a hard time, in a crisis, in a difficult circumstance, and we ask Hashem to redeem us as individuals, that was the earlier bracha. Now, with this 10th bracha, now we transition our focus, we pivot 
from our individual needs to what are our collective and what are our national needs all together. Why is it the tenth bracha? The tour brings down Asiris Kabashofar says the tour Ma Ra'ulomar Kibbutz Goliath Achar Birchas Hashanim. We always have the succession. What are the themes, the juxtaposition? Why do we go from Baruch Aleinu, Hashem provide our sustenance, our livelihood, our well-being, our comfort. Why do we go from that to Tkabe Shofar, to Gula? What is the common theme? What are we building upon? And the Torah quotes Psukim, a Pasuk Yechezkel, and a Pasuk Yeshaya, and he said one leads into the next. But the Mabim explains a little differently. The Mabim says, there's Hashkacha Pratis on all of Klai Yisrael, and there's Hashkacha Pratis on Eretz Yisrael. Of all of the lands, the one that has the most divine supervision, the most divine intervention, the most divine providence is the land of Israel. Pasuk tells us, Hashanah, is looking directly, not through any agency, on that land. Every other land, every other place in the world, Hashem interacts through an intermediary. But Eretz Yisrael, Hashem directly. So Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, is unique, distinct from the other lands. And similarly, Am Yisrael, the rest of the nation has Hashkacha Klalas, has a general providence. But every Jew, every Yid, we have Hashkacha Pratis. So says the Malbim, that's the commonality. Just like Baruch Alinu is Hashem's direct providence, Hashem's intervention, Hashem's supervision, Hashem connecting to each Jew personally in our sustenance, in our, in our livelihood. So to then Shofar is taking that same theme and applying it not to the, within the realm of people where the Jew is specific or singular, but in the realm of lands, where the land of Israel is specific and the land of Israel is singular. Another idea that's brought is that following Parnassah, redemption and livelihood go together, and no place is that more poignant than in Eretz Yisrael. When we are worthy, it rains. The Parnassah flows. When we are unworthy, then we, the land spits us out, it vomits us out. So the, next, the notion of worthiness for livelihood and redemption are themes that juxtapose, themes that go together. To conclude, why is it the 10th bracha for tonight? Why is it the 10th bracha? We've talked not only the juxtaposition of each bracha, not only the historical precedent and the overall themes before we get into the specific words, but also the number. It is the 10th bracha. Why is it the 10th bracha? So the Gemara in Sanhedrin, tells us when Mashiach comes, we will have the ingathering of the lost tribes. How many lost tribes are there? 10. Ten lost tribes, the Kibbutz Goliath will happen to ten lost tribes. Why is it only ten, not twelve? It's a history lesson for another time. But the ten lost tribes will be gathered. So Kibbutz Goliath says, Bracha number ten, it is the ingathering of the ten lost tribes. But if you go back to the Shiba Leleket, that the historical precedent for this Bracha was the story of the children of Yaakov, how many of those children of Yaakov were involved in the sale of Yosef and therefore were divided from him? How many were involved in the sale? Ten excluding Ruvain and Binyamin. Ruvain and Binyamin were not involved in the sale, so there were 10 tribes involved in the sale. So this divide between Yosef and the 10 who sold him, that reunion took place between 10 tribes and Yosef. So the historical precedent of Kibbutz Galios happened with 10. The future ingathering will happen of the 10 lost tribes. So it makes sense. It is the 10th bracha of the Amida.